0: This is iFanboy's special edition Catwoman Hunted. My fanboy special edition Catwoman Hunted My name is Connor Kilpatrick and I'm here with Paul Montgomery Hello And Ryan Haupt Ugh. And this is the Animation Brain Trust We're oh. talking about Catwoman Hunted The, Paul, number? 44th
1: installment in the DC Universe Animated Original Movies Or DCU
0: AOM line Did you guys know that according to Wikipedia They break them up into different categories Like... Uh, DCAMU or Tomorrowverse for the new films that are set in the Man of Tomorrow World. Oh, do they d- do that now? Okay. Well, that's, that's the category in Wikipedia. Well, that's an interesting
1: wrinkle because I guess we'll be talking about some upcoming things right. where that branching gets interesting.
0: Here's your spoiler warning. This is a review show we spoil in Catwoman Hunted as we discuss it. This one was described on the back of the box as... <sighs> An all-new anime-style DC movie. And okay. as, as yeah. such, directed not by the, one of the normal directors. This one's directed by uh, Shinzuke Teresawa. Shinsuke Ttsinsuke Teresawa. Not close. Yeah. Not even close. With a script by Greg Weissman.
1: Mm-hmm. Long stay of animation in general. Right. That's... Worked on Gargoyles. Um, not the original Batman the Animated Series, but like every Batman thing since then. So like The
0: Batman... Incredible Brave and the stuff. Bold. Young Justice, Spectacular Spider Man, Star Wars Rebels, mm-hmm. Gargoyles. This is guys, I mean, he's of a, he's a modern day, one of the big names in animation, and he's the writer on this yes. film. Starring Stephanie Beatrice as Batwoman, Lauren Cohn as Julia Pennyworth, Elizabeth Giles as the star, Catwoman, Kelly Hugh as Cheshire, and a whole bunch of other people we'll talk about in a minute i have a proposal
2: before any of us wait hang on don't don't wait don't say it i have a a proposal first before we Mm -hmm. say a one word about how we felt about this movie because i didn't say a word i just groaned Uh i i'm gonna say if we all give this a one or lower in the ratings i think i think we cancel the animated brain trust i think we just disband it and be or we're done with it it's over if you want to quit that's your business
1: that's not that's your business yeah all
2: right (laughs) proposal
0: rejected We're pretty strict about not talking about the review beforehand. Not talking about the film. Not knowing. Sort of an it. unspoken thing, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how these guys feel. I feel like this is a standalone film. It doesn't take place in any of the yeah. shared universe films. It's a total Right. I thought this was an exceedingly strange movie. Uh, Very weird. There was a lot of weird choices, performances. I think
1: that's a tall ask after Batman ninja or ninja batman yeah that's the weirdest thing they've done
0: yes oh no i don't think this is the weirdest thing they've done but i thought this was very strange
1: it's in the upper third of weird things that they've done yeah it has a different sensibility than a lot of the other films
0: it was so first i mean there were, there were <laughs> things that did i liked there were things that did i didn't like there were choices that were strange there was performances i liked performances i didn't like It was sort of for me all over the map where I couldn't figure out do I like this? Do I hate this? Do I like this? Do I hate this? I think I hate it. It was very strange. At the end of the day, I think I didn't like it, but I appreciate that they went out and did something unusual as a time. Did something different. The Batman film coming out. And it's a Batman world film, not starring Batman, stars Catwoman and Batwoman, and takes place all across the globe.
1: I was surprised that we didn't see Batman
0: at all. I was a little surprised.
1: I was expecting that we'd maybe at least get a cameo. Mm-hmm. And we did not.
2: I hated this. Just okay. wanted it to I th- there was a <sighs> moment in the beginning where the, she was in the um the the golden age Catwoman suit that I was like, "Oh, that's nice."
0: That was a bro- yeah, that was more bronze age, yeah.
2: Bronze age Catwoman suit, yeah, sorry. That's fine, uh saying. that I I appreciated that. And then just from that point on, yeah, I just, I. Uh, so I the whole
0: story to... is Catwoman. This takes place in Russia and Spain and China and France and England. It's all over the place. Uh, in Spain, she goes to rob this party. Turns out Le- it's Leviathan's party. They, they end up getting entangled in that. She gets recruited forcibly by King Faraday and Interpol, Julia Pennyworth. Interpol agents with her handler, Batwoman, to stop Leviathan. And so that ends up taking place in several places in the, on the globe. And so it's a, it's a globetrotting international mystery. I really, really liked the opening credit sequence that was very Darwin Cook inspired. And she's wearing the Darwin Cook suit throughout the whole thing. So there's clearly that influence.
1: The best Catwoman costume. It's an My awesome favorite.
0: costume. The opening was super cool. It had a jazzy score. I was like, all right, this is going to be fun. And then... okay. That was sort of the high point for me. That was the high
1: point for you, okay.
0: <laughs> there were some other things that I thought were okay, but that was the high point. I was like, oh, "This is over right now. This would be pretty cool."
1: I don't know it.
0: I mean, it's anime. let me t- let me touch on that. Let me yeah. touch on that opening. Okay, yeah, yeah,
1: why okay. it's interesting that Shinsuke Terasawa, who was the director for this, hasn't directed a whole bunch of stuff, but has been a key animator on oodles of classic anime i would say mm-hmm. he did some gundam stuff like og like like char's counter gundam stuff if you are know or into or you know uh mm-hmm. into anime the thing i i think that is most relevant to his work here is that he did a bunch of the loop in the third movies which are globe trotting spy that's a spy character right
0: based on loop in it- the
1: third that are goofy and yeah are seen Lupin, yeah that that kind of thing yeah yeah There are a bunch of those movies and TV series and going back to like the 70s and Monkey Punch manga and stuff. Anyways, the intro, I felt, it's interesting you say Darwin Cook inspired. To me, I felt like that was kind of a shameless riff on the intro to Cowboy Bebop, Mm -hmm. which has a really jazzy, brassy, uh, the the, the tune is is tank.
2: Like, hey, let's go.
1: This, yes, this felt like a, like a, like, hey, do something like Tank. And then somebody went off and then composed something that was like Tank. And then let's do a a stylish, sexy, you know, opening. And I think it's a, it's a cool opening. We haven't really seen anything like that in these DC animated movies. But if, if you've seen anime, and if you've seen Cowboy Bebop, this feels very much of a style. And so I think, that was very much what they were going for. And I think throughout, there's some cool, jazzy music. Nothing like, oh, I got to go out and get that score, but like I, I see what they're doing and it, and it adds a cool flavor that to this. it.
0: That was a note I had sets that it apart. I f- thought was really interesting. The, the, the score was really distinctive. And when, when have we ever, in the history of this series of podcasts, ever talked about the music or the score in one of these movies?
2: Yeah, I'll give it that. I'll give it that for all my, my criticisms. I it was I great, the but I'm saying it was, There's like a, saxophone.
0: it was a fun little jazzy score that was sometimes out of place, but I was like, you know what? Yes. I couldn't, with a gun to my head and all of my loved ones, I couldn't tell you what any of these other movies <laughs> had score-wise. So, you know what? Kudos.
1: Well, I can, actually, I think I can tell you because at some point, they kind of, I don't know if they ran out of of the jazzy music, <laughs> but like I th- specifically the bit with uh, Cheetah, Towards the end, that boss fight, mm-hmm. they go into more of their, like, tried and true, from the vault, mm-hmm. DC animated music that's just bombastic superhero. Yeah, I mean, other than
0: the theme could from be anything. a the theme from Batman, I couldn't tell you any of the, you know, I couldn't right. hum any of the music. Not that I could hum this, but I, it was like, it was like, kind of fun.
1: This just has like a, a fun, upbeat, yeah. you know, thing about it. One thing I would say that I really liked, I was not familiar with Elizabeth Giles going into this. Mm-hmm. She's a great voice actress. Yes. Now they kinda go full bore triple X bedroom voice yes.
0: for every piece of dialogue that Catwoman has. Everything she says is a sexual innuendo. So Everything she was is sexual so
2: annoying. How did any <laughs> I, like I, I could the other characters were clearly like off put by her, but it just reached a point where I'm just like oh my like I just stop talking. Everything you're saying is annoying and stupid and not like irrelevant aside, the dialogue. Like, about. there's
1: only one level to what she's doing, right. but I think that's a directorial choice. Yeah. And she does it very well.
0: Yeah, I thought she was but good. But yes,
1: it does, yeah. it can be a lot, but I, I think like, if they'd asked her to do something more nuanced, I think she probably could have done it. It's just, they weren't going for, they were going very over the top with this, and Catwoman is trying, is, is very confident, is very competent yeah. in this movie, I think it's a great take on Catwoman, but there aren't really a lot of moments where she's calculating or vulnerable.
0: It's always She's always a step ahead and, yeah. and is being sexy while doing it. Which it's I don't see a problem with. It was, breathy, just a, yeah. it was a choice. I see I, I thought she was I actually thought she was really great. I really like Stephanie Beatrice. I thought she was a terrible choice for, for Batwoman.
2: I was actually disappointed. I was really looking forward to her. In this role, I thought it was a really interesting choice for her. I think she has a great voice for this kind of work, and I thought it fell very flat. She's a very
0: good voice actress. She was yeah. in
2: Encanto. And, her,
1: Encanto, uh, she's really good.
2: Her run on Bojack Horseman was excellent as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't think her voice fit. I think one of the big problems was a lot of the voices didn't fit the animation. And I don't mean mm. like they didn't match. I mean it just the voices coming out of the characters didn't fit how they were drawn.
2: I thought the two agents, the um, King Faraday and Julia Pennyworth, were the worst offenders. Yeah. Those are both bad. It's
0: Frakes! It was like they were yelling all the time.
1: Yes. I put it down to whoever did the voice directing on this. Because I think they're all great actors.
0: Obviously, yeah. But, Paul, you're much more... I mean, I've hardly watched any anime in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Was this enough anime? Like, it almost felt like it was in between. Like, it wasn't quite full anime. It is. And it wasn't... Yeah, it. it's not as
1: fluid. Like, aside from the god-awful um, 3D uh, CG loop, Lupin, the third movie they did recently, the hand-drawn Lupin stuff is... It's so fluid and dynamic, and it would have been great to see that, but instead we get the same old CG cars racing around. I, I don't know why they keep writing... Every- Every car chases every and vehicle stuff into every single one of these because
2: it looks they, terrible.
1: It just looks bad. It just there was
2: one cool shot where the van gets stuck in the alley and it's like pitch yeah. black on both on the top and bottom of the frame. Yes. I thought that actually looked kind of cool, but it mm-hmm. also was just like the incompetence of all the henchmen and bad guys was particularly egregious in this. And it was just a lot of like, they were exchanging quips during a high speed chase in a way that I was like, you're trying to do James Bond, but you're taking like two and a half minutes for a thing that I would have been distracted and crashed my car if I'd tried to do it at this speed. This was
0: clearly a tonal it's decision. A very and so broad. it was very broad across the board. Like everything was broad.
1: Yeah, but I think part of it is uh, like I would, given the option, I would watch this with quote-unquote the original Japanese language track because mm-hmm. I feel like that's where, I don't know, that, that puts me in the mindset of watching an anime, right. where a lot of times it's very heightened and it's very broad. And sometimes watching the English dub of an anime, there are very good ones. But like sometimes when you watch that, there's a, a disconnect there between the tone, the, the just how heightened and broad it is, and then he, just hearing it spoken in a, in a language that I speak every day. It's a difficult thing to describe, but it felt like there were there was a lot of disconnect here between various elements of performances this movie. didn't
0: match animation in terms of people with yeah and it's not just stiffly. lip flap stuff no no it's... people would stand very stiffly and they would be overly talking overly overly mm-hmm. acting and it was just like right what is happening and it just it, it just felt like everything was turned to eleven because that's what they felt like anime was and I mean I don't know if that's why they did it but that was the feeling I got watching it. There was a couple of interesting visual things that happened. You know, I, I was it on oh, the Eiffel Tower scene when, you know, all the ninjas show up? Like, there was some mm-hmm. cool camera movements and things, and I was like, oh, that's fun.
1: That was a good set
0: piece, yeah. So, there was a couple of bits where they really did some interesting visual flourishes, but it just was so bogged down by everything else. I mean, Black Mask was over the top, he played by the great Jonathan Banks. Like, it was just everything was...
2: Probably my favorite performance in the in the movie.
0: I think Jonathan Banks was having fun.
1: I think. am yeah, sure they were all having he, fun. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think for the Stephanie Beatrice thing, I think, is so in Encanto where she's where she's playing a teenager is she a teenager. Or is she like in her twenties? A young, young person. Say, yeah, yeah. Like it's more of her normal quote unquote bubbly speaking voice. Yes. Whereas Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah she's putting on a voice and that's what she's doing here for Batwoman. And I don't know if that was like a character direction that they talked about, but like she's put, it's like she's putting on a tough voice. Yeah. It didn't work. And, and there's a, a very particular scene with her and Catwoman
2: the involving
1: too. a bath towel. <laughs> yeah. And that's where they kind of lost me because <laughs> I, I don't think Batwoman is so incompetent as to fall for the wiles of Selena coming on to her, however beautiful she is, right. and is going to fall for that because she, Catwoman was trying to get her phone and yeah. it's basically seducing her and like takes her wig and mask off and right. she's not one of the sidekicks and she's you know former military, yeah.
2: but also you know, like Kate
1: is and also I don't Selena's see that
2: very annoying. So like why? would you think <laughs> <laughs> I say this with all the love in the world to the theater kids that I grew up with, and I consider myself a theater kid myself, but she was just like, she was the theater kid in high school that is told to be like, play sexy, and it's like, well, you're, you're 15, you don't know how, like, and it's just bad and awkward and dumb, and the things you say are not sexy, they're stupid, and the whole thing just <laughs> fell completely flat for me. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, it, it's in a, like if you were in a situation where you you were with friends and then you were introducing this this new friend to them, it's like she's got this porn voice. Yeah. And where she's it's just like, like,
2: oh, these are your new friends. Me. Yeah. I guess it's time to make them part of the pride. I'm just like, shut up. Stop with feels the cat like shit. An I like cats. And I have published scientific <laughs> papers on various species of cats. I'm a cat guy. And I wanted her to shut the hell up about these cats. Okay, I liked the throwback-y costume at the masquerade. And I don't know, they really did cheat a pretty dirty on those rebar. I know rebar's a nice fanboy thing, so that no. I, I noticed that.
1: I wasn't expecting... I was actually... When they went to go and look, give it a further... I was expecting her not to be there. Like, what mm. she, she fell onto the rebar, right. but then like they cut away. I thought they were going to go and, like, oh, she got away. I, I wasn't expecting... Because in the beginning, in that party scene there's this weird moment where Catwoman reveals herself and everybody starts pulling out guns and stuff and like shooting wildly yeah, into the crowd, yeah.
0: but you don't see anybody falling over. No, no or, one like, gets hit. hit. No one gets hit. Yeah.
1: It, it it definitely was like, that's a choice. Okay. Yeah. And that set up my expectations for the rest of the thing. And then, so it was weird when there was a moment when Catwoman, I think like cuts one of the ninjas or something with her blade and you actually see blood. It was like, Oh, I I wasn't expecting that because, The stakes that you set up with that costume party is that you can just spray bullets and people just dodge them and nobody, you know, gets hurt.
2: I thought the final fight scene between her and Cheetah was okay, but I was so over it. But it felt like the third, you know, it it was Return of the King vibes of just like, seriously, we have to like, why isn't this movie over?
1: It's structured in a very odd way.
2: Yeah, it felt like the, where they, they have to battle all the monster. You know, there's like a scene where all the crime bosses are like throwing out demons and kaiju and, and, and Inter, Bruno Mannheim and Intergang is putting on like crazy apocalypse mecha suits, which I, th- I actually thought that was kind of cool. And I was like, well, this feels climactic. And then there were like the three more major set pieces after that. <laughs>
1: I had the weird sense that Ugh. like were was this originally like something that was like episodes because it has that kind of
0: it was very episodic
1: rise and fall to it those confrontations you were talking about would have been one episode and then the next thing would be, Oh, and then we've still got to deal with cheetah and and all that. So
2: also the way this is not referring to the cut in terms of the video editing, but the cut on that emerald is nonsense. And, uh, it's <laughs> not, it's not cut like an actual emerald. It's cut more like an opal because an opal is an amorphous silicate. Yeah. It, it doesn't have facets. And yeah. so it wasn't even like that. Even the emerald annoyed me. I'm just annoyed.
1: Ryan, I thought about you in the, the 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 monster fight scene where is it uh, Neferata is flying and they're hanging on her,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they're talking about how they're all weighing her down because they're all right. holding onto her feet. And she's just sort
2: of like hanging there in the air and her wings aren't actually doing anything at one point. I mean, that, that stuff doesn't like, that stuff doesn't bother me because in the word, you know, to, to, to pronounce it the way Ron Richards does archangel kind of flies like that and it's fine. (laughs) But like the thing that annoyed me was they were descending very, very slowly in a way where it's like, They're like, we gotta get something to break our fall. Like, I don't know what the soft touch of how you're about to be dropped down to the floor. Like, and then they climbed on top of her and purposefully pushed her into a dive to make them fall. Yeah, and she was
1: also concerned about the weight and falling and hurting herself. Like, if you're in control, why don't you just lower yourself and they'll hop off of you and then you fly away?
2: Batwoman and Catwoman, two characters who seem. You demonstrate routinely throughout the course of this movie that when falling, they have many avenues for which they can <laughs> grapple and they can float and they can flip around. And they, it's just a... Uh, I think uh,
0: what's uh, very, very bizarre about this whole production is that it's, it's, it's made by people who clearly know what they're doing.
2: Yes. There are deep DC cuts. There was like a lot of really... Like they clearly know DC stuff well. No, but
0: I mean like Greg Weissman, who has written tons of legitimately terrific shows, wrote this.
2: I'm a big Young Justice mm-hmm. fan.
0: Young, I'm a huge, mm-hmm. fan, huge Spectacular Spider-Man fan. I think it's the best Spider-Man cartoon. I haven't seen any of the director's work, but Paul's seen it and says it's good. Well, I've seen things he's animated, not
1: things that okay, he's been good point. directly in charge good of, point. I don't think. But
0: it clearly at some point, whether it was the producers or whoever, said, this is what we're going to go for here, is this sort of hybrid-y anime tone. I mean, it's a, it's a discussion. You have the meetings. This is how the movie's going to play out, and this is what yeah. it's going to be like. And so clearly they chose this, and I don't think it worked. I
1: really liked the character designs. I didn't like the animation, like the actual movement.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I don't think it was clumsy or anything, but it, it wasn't as dynamic as it could have been. Right. But I think the Catwoman design, even the Batwoman design, I think those are, for the tone that they're going for, I think the casting choices are all good. It's just for some, it's like you have all the ingredients, but just for some reason they don't coalesce in the right way. Right. I was i was very much looking forward to this and I did have fun with it but yeah it does it, it it's odd choices in places the bathtub thing was so odd to me <laughs> and it was like like I it just out of character it's it's like let's have characters do something that you want them to do for the script but they're not things that the characters would actually do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind Catwoman trying to seduce Batwoman to get something from her. That makes sense. Sure.
1: I don't mind fan service either, but also just it doesn't make sense, for especially for that character. Like, I, I think of Batwoman as no nonsense. Right.
2: Yes. Oh, I thought of a thing I liked. Okay. Okay. <laughs> When she fights Mr. Yakuza and he talks about how he was trained by one who studied with the great Lady Shiva and Catwoman's yes. all like, well, I study with Lady Shiva. And he's like, ah, shit. And then she just kicks his ass. That was, that was great. That was a great moment. That was funny. Yeah. It fit the tone of the film really well. That moment was a good moment.
1: I liked everything that Black Mask had to do. I thought Jonathan Banks has really inspired casting for that. And he's not just doing like his, you know, Old laconic thing. He he's you know he's he's kind of randy. Right. He's kind of yeah. he's he's enjoying himself.
0: He's yeah. at a party in Spain, you know.
1: Yeah, and Might it it, well. uh, it worked. You know, interesting deep cut villains having a, a bat wing lady was kind of. I don't know if that's going back to gargoyles and he wanted to have a, a bat winged lady in there, yeah. but
0: that was an interesting. Yeah, at some point they all gargoyles. turned into demons, and I was like, what is happening? What's going on? <laughs> That's when I started to lose interest was when they all turned into demons. I was like, oh, man.
2: <laughs> also, like, I get that, like, I get that in the cat world, as a, you know, I mentioned before, I've, I have some experience with the cats. Like, cheetahs are not the biggest, baddest cats around. I've always been confused why cheetah was the, yeah. the, the cat choice for Minerva's transformation when, like, they're kind of slender. They often get their butt kicked by... They're They have small heads. Wild dogs. Yeah, they're... Like they're they're an awesome animal, like the fastest land animal on earth. Like props to the cheetah, um, long live the king. But like it's just they're not, they're not like they're not, they're not bruisers. Yeah, they're not brawly. They don't even roar. They purr like house cats do. You know they they're, they they're in the, like the small cat category, technically speaking. They're they're more closely related yeah. to like a a mountain lion or a jaggerundi than they are an actual lion or jaguar. So yeah, I think it's anyway.
0: what Paul said. They're sort of slender and grassy. The way they move is more interesting than. You know, it's sort of they're like, not, they're right. just
2: not brawlers. They're not bruisers. Yeah, that's fine.
0: What I thought was interesting about this entire thing is that we didn't have a Catwoman hunted featurette on the last disc. And we didn't have a featurette on this one either. Mm. So I wonder if we're done with those after 40 movies. They had mm. like little Catwoman documentaries, which I did not watch. So I don't know how old or well produced they were, but they didn't have a behind the scenes feature on the next film. And I looked back, and Injustice didn't have one either.
1: On those previous ones, when they do the talking heads, can you tell? Are they doing stuff like like are they Zoom
0: interviews? Like, or? and that very much could be it, Paul, because in the past they were all studio pieces, so it could be that they didn't. Yeah, they didn't shoot them.
1: They didn't get everybody everybody together, and they decided we're not going to do something that looks, you know, all tacky, like yeah. you know this this guy talking from a studio apartment. And
0: that could very much be it.
1: With his kitchen in the background or whatever, they don't want to do that. So maybe.
0: I'm always excited for these movies. I'm always looking forward to watching them. You know, we saw the trailer. I wasn't super excited for this only because I'm not a big anime person. So when I saw the the character designs and the animation, I was like, oh, no. But I went in hoping it would be interesting and new. And there were some parts of it that were unlike the other previous 43 films. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. But overall, I thought the story suffered. I thought the characterizations were not great. The acting was over the top. I thought this missed a lot of things. And like I said, there were things that I appreciated about it. However, I don't think it was good.
2: I put off watching this because I just, I'm consuming some media all based on my family recommendations, which is part of the irony. I'm reading Hail Mary because Josh recommended it and I'm really enjoying it. And I'm watching Preacher because Connor recommended it. I'm really enjoying it. And I wanted to keep no, reading no, no. my Re- book Reacher. and watching Reacher, my show. Preacher. Preacher, yes. Sorry, not preacher. Re- Reacher, not preacher. Thank you. Yes. Sorry, I said Hail Mary. I went to a very Catholic place and said preacher instead I of preacher. Um, should I, I'll reverse the order of those next time so I don't make that same mistake. But I've been enjoying Reacher, and so like I wanted to keep watching Reacher and I wanted to keep reading Hail Mary, and I didn't want to watch this. So this felt like homework to you. No, because I mean, going homework into I, it. homework I'd learn something and I'd grow <laughs> oh. as a person. Oh, and, oh, yeah, that didn't happen with this.
1: This is a chore.
2: This was, yeah. Is this how I you guys I felt think. on that one Suicide Squad movie yes. that yes. I yes. liked? Probably.
0: Probably. <laughs> oh man, thanks for reminding us. I would say the first five, five or ten minutes. No, ten might be too many because it's only seventy minutes. The first five, min Oh, I don't know, five minutes or so. Uh, well, this is kind of interesting, and there's some fun things here. But by by minute fifty, I was like, oh, okay, this is definitely not going to salvage anything. I don't know. It was a miss for me. So for me, this is like middle of the pack because I
1: thought there were interesting things about it, whereas there are several, I mean, there have been 44 of them. There are a lot of them that are just kind of samey or like, and a lot of the ones that are sort of like, like a lot of those like Batman and son ones are just like, I know what to expect and I
0: get that. Oh, Paul, I agree with you. I I was actually looking forward to doing this show because I thought this is going to be an interesting discussion as opposed to. And yet another Batman and Damien movie that we don't really like. Like, yeah, what are we going to talk with about? The same voice actors, the same animation style. Like, there was a whole stretch in the, like a while ago where it was just like Justice League versus Teen Titans and Batman: Bad Blood and Batman vs. Robin, and it was all like the same yep. movie four yep. times. So mm-hmm. at least this was different. And so when I finished, I was like, well, I didn't like that, but at least I'm looking forward to discussing why. Yeah, I will
1: always take. Different and doesn't quite hit the mark. Over same old, same old. Yeah,
0: and that's one of the things I like about this line is at least occasionally they take some chances and try some new things. And uh, Mm -hmm. doesn't always work for me, but sometimes it works for other people. Uh, So we have our next installment, and we'll get to the ratings of this in a minute. Well, let's just do it now. What are the rating? What do you guys rate this movie out of five stars? Ratings out of
1: five? Yeah, I I, uh, like it. like a 2.5, I guess. Whoa. Ratings. Right.
2: Ratings. I'm going to go 1.5. 1.5. Uh, one. 1. No, I'm going full one. Okay. Okay. One feels high. I feel like I'm being generous.
0: <laughs> the next release is uh, coming up, I think it's in May, and it's not a full length feature. It is the next compilation of um, short films, which they always anchor around a sort of a main feature that's about half length. And this one's going to be Constantine: The House of Mystery, which is the sequel to Justice League: Dark Apocalypse War. And I said that all out of I said I said it, I said it, it sounded like it was Justice League: colon Dark Apocalypse War. Justice League: Dark Apocalypse War was the movie that ended the shared Flashpoint universe, and this is a sequel to that film.
1: And I think that of the ones that are connected. Mm-hmm was an interesting one
0: I think we all like that one I don't
1: yeah remember. it's not an all-time classic I don't I don't think but like I I thought it was fun and interesting and interesting character combinations it's sort of you know what if the world ended but these heroes continued and and then it's, it's got elements of let's get the band back together it's got uh, Damien uh, getting together with Raven only for that to get erased right. because that at the end that's the end of that timeline or so
0: we thought the end well, of that it timeline looks like it's constantine is paying the cosmic price for what he did to end that timeline it, f- it features the demon and it features specter and zatanna and a bunch of other magic characters so i'm excited for it matt ryan's continuing his dominance over the character of constantine and he's playing the voice and he is constantine now <laughs> yeah so i'm excited for that We'll see if you guys get to watch all the other shorts that are in the collection. We'll yeah, about. it's
1: always interesting to see how they handle that stuff. Like it goes back to, like, the um, Death in the Family, where if you rent it, you only get a certain version of it. If you got it on, on disc, you could right. do the choose-your-own-adventure aspect, and so I'll be curious how they put that out.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. We'll, we'll definitely at least be talking about Constantine, for sure. But that one comes out in May. This show, several weeks after the release of Catwoman Hunted, it's just because there's a lot of things happening right now. So we had to stack a lot of special editions in a row. And that's mm. this one gets, this was the most flexible release schedule. So it fell back a few weeks. Hopefully in May, we'll be able to get that one out sooner after the release. And then I believe that the next film that was announced after that is a Green Lantern film. Oh and boy, my and favorite. At, <laughs> and then at the end of the year is a Super Suns film. Yes. So that's when Paul's looking forward to
1: that. I am looking forward to. Love those characters.
0: Battle of the Super Sons. Into it. Think though, Paul. We don't know which Green Lantern it is. That's there are so many of them. If they could pick any of them, but the one that I really don't like, that would be great. Because <laughs>
1: <laughs> Green Lantern is such a weird thing for me. Because on paper, I, I should love that property.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I love cosmic stuff. I love Marvel cosmic. Yep. I love elements of DC Cosmic. I love Fourth World stuff. Yep. Hal Jordan is just not my dude.
2: Ryan, your favorite Green Lantern is who? Ooh, great question. Oh, man. Honestly, never thought about it. Kilowog? Kilowog's cool. He's an
1: alien guy. Not a bad choice.
2: Why you have to go Kilowog?
1: Connor, who's your favorite Green Lantern? Obviously, it's Hal Jordan. Okay, sure. I grew up in the
0: Bronze Age.
2: But Connor's kind of a
0: con. Okay. And so we'll, ha- we'll yeah. have shows for Constantine in May, Green Lantern, Beware My Power, later in the year, and usually it's like late summers when they release these, and then Battle of the Super Sons, I believe as it was called, will be the end of the year. So we both pooser. look forward to <laughs> <You poosers. laughs> So there you go. That was Catwoman Hunted. Who was hunting
2: her? What was the point of this the movie? movie? The- Leviathan. Leviathan. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Ryan didn't like it. That's the way it goes sometimes. We don't like the that's season. that is the um,
2: that's
0: just yeah ways. distinct impression that I've been getting. You can get back to watching Reacher after this. So in the meantime, you can listen to the I Pick of the Week show. That's where me and Josh and occasionally Ryan talk about the week's comics. We have many special edition shows. This past month, we've had shows on the Batman and and our Booksplode and Talksplode shows, which is our interview and collected edition shows. We have our Media Splode show every month. Ryan hosts Science Sort Of, his science talk show. Paul, you're not doing anything, right, at the moment?
1: No, I'm not doing anything. I'm just hanging out.
0: Paul's hanging out. You can find him at... Please bring him trinkets. No, please don't do that. (laughs) Mysteries and trinkets. You always accept mysteries and trinkets. Paul Montgomery
2: is hunted.
0: (laughs) So, (laughs) So, yeah, so there you go. So that's us. We'll be back next time for Constantine. Until then, I'm Connor.
2: I'm Paul. And I'm Ryan. Feeling hunted. Persecuted. Prosecuted. Misjudged. By all of you out there, probably mostly in the Discord. See you next time. Yeah,